0: Our goal is to teach you how to build wealth through applied biblical wisdom in your finances, your business, and your investments.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's Wealth Builders Podcast. I'm so excited that you joined us because we've got this amazing event that is coming up in just two weeks that you definitely want to be a part of. And we are featuring one of our most popular speakers at this event. Attorney Bill Bronchek. Bill, welcome.
2: Welcome, Karen. It's a pleasure to be on the podcast today.
1: Oh, thank you so much. You know, Bill is uh, just so he is amazing. First of all, as an attorney, understands real estate. Uh, we say, even though you're not a CPA, you know more about taxes than most CPAs. <laughs> economy, you name it. And so, um, Bill, I am so excited to just hear from you you know, what your thoughts on the economy are. What is happening right now? I know you're really good at helping find those silver linings. So, Bill, what are you seeing that we need to know about today?
2: Great. So, first of all, um, by the way, my undergraduate degree, my bachelor's is in economics, um, which I graduated with honors. And, you know, that's a brag, but I was an undergraduate teaching assistant for Basic and intermediate economics uh, as an undergraduate. Um, no wonder
1: so, you're so smart. I know you, uh, no, thank you. Uh,
2: well, I'm good with numbers. I'm good with money. And <laughs>
1: yes, you uh, are.
2: So um, you know, I always like to see what is the opportunity in everything. Everyone looks at the economy or the situation they're in or the way the world is in or the country is in or their state is in or their society is in and 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 complain a lot and look at the negative. But I look, I look at the opportunities. Um, amidst the chaos, there's always opportunities to profit uh, and do very well when things are apparently going bad. I mean, for example, this is not a great example for, you know, uh, for everybody to, to, to know. They might get angry at this, but um, we, we all know illegal immigration is a problem. You I know, mean, there's a lot of people coming into the country and more and more and more. And there are businesses that make money off of that. You know, there are businesses that cater car insurance to people who don't have citizenship, um, check cashing companies, things like that. So there's a whole business that thrives on that. Um, So they don't want it shut down. They don't want the problem fixed. Um, And now it's a bad example because those aren't the most, you know, honorable businesses taking advantage of uh, illegal immigrants to some extent. Um, But to show you, demonstrate for you that where there's seemingly a big problem, there's also potentially a solution that you can, you know, you can profit on individually, even though everybody is whining about how bad things are. So for example, um, mortgage rates have kicked up and that's hard for the real estate market for people buying. Uh, It's also hard for sellers because buyers can't buy as much house. So they want the seller to drop the price. But on the other hand, when interest rates are up, seniors can save and get a reasonable return. Uh, it used to be a quarter of a percent in a bank. Now you can get a CD, at you know, pretty close to 4% now, still pretty low compared to inflation, but it's better than a quarter of a percent. Uh, so for for every, you know, yin, there's a yang, so to speak, you know, the alpha and the omega. Uh, th- there's always a counterbalancing opportunity for every problem in the economy. So you just got to look where where those niches are and get rich in the niches.
1: Wow, Bill, that's that's a great perspective because it is easy to focus on, oh my goodness, for real estate, the interest rates are high, there's nothing out there. But there's also a connection to that. When the interest rates go up, the opportunity to purchase a property at a it's like it it connects. So there's always opportunity, but maybe even explain how that works with interest rates. And in a lot of our audience is very interested in real estate, which of course, you know, we are too. Um you, you're an amazing investor and you teach on that. But looking at the market with real estate, are there opportunities out there right now? Is this a time for people to start looking to maybe get a bargain or buy property? Absolutely.
2: Absolutely. I mean, look at where it was 18 months ago. Everybody was asking X and people were overbidding, overbidding the property. So you were competing with cash buyers who were overbidding the the asking price by 10 or 15%, and it was impossible to buyer to find a deal. Now that interest rates have gone up, buyers have less buying power. So there are fewer buyers buying, a lot of them have dropped out and said, "Um, interest rates are too high, I can't afford it. Or they're just putting pressure on sellers to drop their price. So now is the opportunity where you get sellers who are motivated because they can't sell their house as quickly as they used to or for as much as they thought they could. And a lot of sellers are now desperate and dropping their prices. Now, on the other hand, another thing that's happening is, is a lot of sellers are saying, I'm not going to drop my price. I'm just not going to do it because my mortgage rate is 2.8 and I'm just going to rent it out. Uh, So that's an interesting thing too. So a lot of sellers are just pulling their listings and saying, I'm not dropping my price anymore. I'm just going to rent it for a year and see what happens.
1: And You know, I I am totally seeing that as well. It's it's almost like the customer or consumer sentiment has not Mm -hmm. accepted that the real estate market has adjusted. And in some Mm -hmm. markets, it really hasn't adjusted much because Mm -hmm. the demand has continued. And you've always told us that real estate is a local business. Like you have to look at real estate from a local market. Um, But in that, you know, what does it look like for people with a buy and hold if all of these properties are kind of moving Mm -hmm. into the market? uh, What is that going to do to rental prices?
2: Most of the sellers who are doing this are the upper end properties, the lower end properties from the median and below that are still moving pretty quickly because they're in short supply. Um, There's just no new building of 1950s three-bedroom, 1,500-square-foot ranches. I mean, there's just that product doesn't exist anymore. It hasn't existed for 50 years. So if you're selling one of those, you have no problem selling them. No problem if you're a landlord renting them. It's the upper-end homes. Um, You know, if if I were in your market in Dallas, that'd probably be like an $800,000 to a million-dollar home. There's plenty of those for sale. Um, And those sellers are now renting them out, but they really don't want to. They really want to get rid of the house and not drop their price, which – presents an opportunity if you know how to finance properties creatively to give the seller close to their asking price, but yet buy it on creative terms, taking advantage of the fact that they have a 3% mortgage.
1: Wow. So Bill, of course you piqued my curiosity there, and I'm sure our audiences as well. So instead of looking just directly at the the interest rates that are being offered and saying, oh my gosh, they've gone higher. Um, give us an example or two of how someone might approach creative financing like you described.
2: Yeah, so I've gotten tons. I'm deluged with calls in the last three months from realtors saying, I've got a seller who owns a property um, with, let's just say, with no mortgage on it, free and clear. And he doesn't want to drop his price. He, He listed it for 900, which was probably too much, and dropped it to 850, then 800 and says, I'm not going any lower. And he probably bought it for five, three years ago. Uh, So he still has plenty of room there, Uh, but maybe it's his ego or her ego. They don't want to drop the price anymore. They just had it in their mind that 800 is the lowest they're going. So I said, well, offer an opportunity to seller finance, meaning the seller is the bank. The buyer gives the seller a down payment and the seller takes a, a promissory note with payments like a bank and then the seller becomes the bank and you pay the payments to the seller instead of paying it to a bank. And that way the seller can, number one, get a higher price than if you wanted to lowball them with cash. Of course, cash is king, um, but you can get in maybe with less than 20% down, which you normally want, to, they want at banks. Uh, maybe you can put 10% down and get uh, 4.5% interest, which is far lower than interest rates in the market, but the seller still gets their price. So if it's their price, our terms, or it's you know, the opposite. So if a seller is willing to do that and they get a reasonable rate of interest, four and a half is better than they'll get in a bank nice. and it's safe. It's secured by a lien on the house that they know. So it's a win-win for everybody.
1: Wow. And in that situation, would they generally put a time frame on that? I mean, like five years, something like that. Mm-hmm.
2: It really depends on the parties. Um, you know, we're going to amortize it over 30 years, like any other mortgage. Um, and maybe the seller has what's called a balloon, which is an early payout. So it's pay is over 30 year schedule like a regular loan, but it, you know the balance, whatever is due in five years is all of a sudden payable. But the seller may not want that. The seller may um, have an adverse tax consequence by receiving all the money at that point. So they may wanna continue this out for a long period or, or the buyer has five years to sell it or refinance it.
1: Wow, that is really interesting and I think people would be a little hesitant with that thinking that people wouldn't be open to it. Mm-hmm. But I really like how you brought the value of you're still going to get that amount. And then for the, the buyer, when the interest rates calm down a bit, then they would be able to, and then value start to rise again, they would be able to do a refinance out of that.
2: Right. right. And it, it really is a good situation for a seller who's, you know, a seller, if you can contact, um, for example, you can buy lists of people whose listings have expired with a real estate agent and then contact those people directly. And now you've just added 6% of the value of the deal by omitting the realtor um, and then just go directly to a seller and offer them. But I, I've had realtors contact me and had a buyer made this kind of silly creative offer and I really don't understand it. Can you close this? And I say, of course, and here's another way to do it. And so that's, and I'm, I'm, I've am i been giving lectures at realtor offices twice a month now, teaching them how to do this to get more commissions, to get more property sold, and they're just loving it. And their sellers are loving it.
1: Wow, Bill, that is awesome. So uh, that creative financing and then the tip that you just gave too is amazing. Like look at the expired listings and see if you can deal directly with that seller. Mm-hmm. If mm-hmm. you're an investor and you're trying to buy and bring in, in these terms. You know, this This is just like a few minutes with you. And we have got you at Wealth Builders. The conference is coming up February 17th through the 19th. Uh, Bill, you are I don't even know if you know this. I think you're speaking three times. Like you're totally a fan favorite. And we'd love to hear from you. Thank you. you. Um, so, I welcome the opportunity. Oh, it's just great to have you there. So uh, if you listening have not yet purchased your tickets, I want to encourage you to do that. The in-person is, wow, filling up very quickly. And there's still some tickets left for that. It is wealthbuilders.org forward slash events. You can also join us by live stream. And it is the full weekend starts on Friday evening, the 17th, goes through uh, early afternoon on Sunday. And I just encourage you to be a part of this. If you're looking at growing wealth God's way and you're trying to navigate through what's happening with the economy, inflation, pending, you know, threats of recession, this is going to really help you be encouraged and find those opportunities. Um, Bill, could you talk also a little bit about what is happening with inflation, pending recession? You know, there's, there's, I was just opening the news this morning. There's always some investigation that's happening. It's like, where is this going?
2: It's becoming noise. Um, there's so many investigations. Well, l- looking, you know, broadly at the economy, um, if that's a word, um, we look at uh, interest rates, you know, have fairly stabilized in the sixes. They've actually dropped a little bit. They hit seven and a quarter. So now they're down in the mid sixes. Um Interest rates uh, from the Fed, they've seemed to come almost to a balance, maybe a couple of small quarter point uh, raises, but that doesn't always raise the mortgage rates, by the way. The mortgage rate is based on the long-term bond yield, what l- long-term bond investors expect. And what's interesting is we we're looking this morning and the adjustable rate mortgage, which is usually a lower rate than 30-year fixed, is actually higher than the 30-year fixed. That means that the long-term bond expect, uh, investors expect interest rates to drop. Uh, inflation is still a big number. Um, it's probably not the real number that they're giving us. It's probably not the real number, because we know, I mean, going to Costco, my, my cart is only half full and it's still $400. Um, crazy. Everything has gone up to, they say 9% or 8%, but that's absurd. Uh, and gas prices, have, if you notice, just shot just back up about 75 cents. Um, conveniently went down 75 cents before the election and they are back up 75 cents. Isn't that magical how that works? Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, you know, obviously things are tough because the number of uh, people who are defaulting on their mortgages is way up. Uh, foreclosures are going to start coming big time this year. Um, and the reason is for that is because the cost of living has gone up so much that effectively everyone's gotten. Uh, a wage decrease effectively. So wages are going up. You see McDonald's offering $18 an hour to start, which you know, used to be 11 or 10. Um, but on the other hand, people's cost of living has gone up so much that they're still netting less. And that's causing people to prioritize, You know, feed their family first, pay their mortgage second. And unfortunately, it's leading to default, which again, depending on how you look at it, good or bad, it's an opportunity for investors uh, when there are foreclosures to pick up.
1: You know, we, when we were talking about this and seeing the difference between what's happening now uh, compared to the 2008-2010, one of mm-hmm. the outliers that was that there just wasn't as many houses on the market at this time compared to what was happening back then. Is that still the case, or what are you seeing with the uh, number yes. of houses on the market?
2: Yeah, so supply and demand is what it's all about, and supply and demand in local neighborhoods. That's what determines values going up or values going down. It's not the housing numbers nationally. That's that's a, that's a false number because real estate is all local. It's not like investing in gold where it's all the same product wherever you go. Uh, real estate is local about how many houses are for sale versus how many buyers. Or if you're a landlord, how many houses for rent versus how many renters. Um, so what we're seeing is that the number of houses, the inventory is dropping again. It went up. Uh, last spring, as the interest rates went up, uh, doubled in some markets. But it was already so low in the beginning with for the last eight or nine years. Um, for example, Denver is normally about you know twenty five thousand homes for sale. In two thousand nine, we hit thirty five thousand, so it was way oversupplied, which caused the drop. Right. It's very simple mathematics. Now, uh, by by 2020, we had dropped as low as 2,000 homes, Uh, even 1,500 homes some months. Um, So then it doubled. It went to 4,000 homes, and everyone freaked out, but they don't realize they sold one-fifth of normal. (laughs) Now it's falling again because, like I said, people are are taking their houses off the listings because they don't want to drop the price anymore. They're just starting to rent them. So – We've, we've got to drop again. And again, fewer houses, same amount of buyers. If interest rates continue to fall, prices will stabilize or even go back up again. It's hard to tell. It's We're in uncharted territory here.
1: Yeah, it really seems like it. Um, there there's some things from history that we know, like even looking at interest rates, where if Some people, all they knew was really the two, two and a half, three percent environment of interest rates. But those of us that have been around a while, um, the interest rate environment that we're in today is actually more normal.
2: It's more normal because um, statistically over the last uh, 60 years or so, they've been keeping interest rates uh, calculated. The the average is about seven to eight percent. So we're still below normal. Um, those of you who remember the early 80s or the late 70s, when when, when you bought a home at 15% or 14% interest and in commercial property at 23. Uh, people still made money then. When I got started in 1991, uh, uh, the interest rate on an investor mortgage was 10%. And I still made money.
1: Wow. And that's, uh, that's just- really knowing what to look for. Hmm? Uh, we have a lot of what I call safety rails for people, just some guidelines, industry standards, um, that we cover in bill you're a part of the wealth builders real estate coaching program and actually the business coaching as well um so like from your perspective you know what would you say to people that are wondering about attending the wealth builders conference
2: well the first thing is live is always best the energy in the room the presence of god the presence of all these wonderful people is it can't be replicated online uh, if, you, if you have no choice, you watch online. But if you could be there, really be there. And, and it's not just um, what you learn. It's who you know and who knows you. The person sitting next to you could be the person that brings you the opportunity of a lifetime for a business transaction or vice versa, or partners with you or funds you or you fund them in some business transaction or real estate transaction. You just never know. So if you can attend live, really attend live, plus you can ask questions much more easily. We we do take questions online from the online audience, but it's easier when you raise your hand and you're right there. Yeah, exactly. We're there too.
1: Um, All of us, like the speakers and coaches, Uh we love to visit with people. I agree. There's just like lifetime friendships that are developed Mm -hmm. uh, at Wealth Builders. And when you think about it, it's a group of people coming together that are hearing that sound in the spirit that Billy talks about yeah. that are like, yeah, you know, it's time to, we need to learn about building kingdom wealth and creating generational wealth and leaving a legacy. And I just can't think of a better time for people to really learn about this, get around like-minded people here. Uh, you know, it's ever, all based on the foundation of the word of God. What does God have to say about this? And Billy was telling me, Bill, that he's going to be teaching on some things that we've never heard. Can
2: you mm. imagine that? Wow, yeah, that should so be cool. interesting. That should be interesting. He's a wealth of knowledge. He
1: so really, should be, really it should be interesting.
2: It should be interesting. Uh, I, I just remember last year when I was there, um, hearing the Lap Brothers speak, and their mission was just—it just grabbed me by the heart. And I don't know if people watching got the same thing, um, but I just had to participate because. It was just something that I said, this is amazing what they're doing. Um, and that's the, there's something about that connection live that it's hard to get online.
1: That's true. And by the way, David and the lab brothers are coming back and um, gosh, wait till you hear what they have been doing this past year. It's like wow. incredible. Uh, and, you know, really everybody speaking is, has got a a story and experience to share mm-hmm. in I think too that it's we're all for each other, and and I love that it's it's everybody is like wow, how can we help move this forward? And in the meantime, all of the families are blessed with relationships. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've we've really seen lives changed, and that's what it's all about. We're just so grateful for Billy and Becky that started Wealth Builders and uh, mm-hmm. continue to have Wealth Builders events, and most importantly, just help people. To really learn about the wealth that God has planned for them, but do it in a way that is for kingdom purposes. And that's what it's all about. Right. All right, I have one final question for you, yep. Bill. Mm-hmm. As we look into um, what is happening in real estate and in the markets, what would be the one piece of advice that you would share with people to begin to look at or to begin to inquire on or study to really capture the time frame that we're in right now?
2: Hmm. I'd say the most important thing is you want to be a problem solver because that's what we're in business for, and especially in real estate, we're problem solvers. It's not just about math and money and numbers. It's what's the seller's problem and how can I fix it? And make money. You know, I have two rules for every real, deal I do. One is I, I have to help the seller solve their problem. And number two, I have to make money. It's not a charity business. I have other charities I give to, but my real estate is not a charity business. Uh, it's a profit business. So both of those. so I can't just make money and then take advantage. That's no good. And I can't just help them and make no money. So it's, it's gotta be a win-win for for the transaction. So being a problem solver involves just learning more than the you know the square peg in the, in the square hole uh you have to think outside the box and learn new ideas like we'll be talking about at the at the uh, event and um, the more tools you have in your toolbox um, I think the more able you are to solve people's problems
1: thank you so much Bill hey and if someone's listening to this and they want to get a hold of you, what's the best way for them to connect with you?
2: My website is legalwiz.com. That's W Y Z without the H, legalwiz.com. Um, and um, I have tons and tons of videos, articles, podcasts, webinars, uh, all kinds of free downloads and a free real estate starter course um, that they can get uh, started with right away.
1: Awesome. You, if, if you've not... Uh... Connected with Bill, I really encourage you to do so. And Bill, thank you so much for being on today. And uh, thank all of you for tuning in to this podcast on a weekly basis. You know, we're seeing significant growth. We know that this is catching on. It's providing information for people they want to hear. And we would love to see you in person. Again, it's February 17th through the 19th. It's in Denver, Colorado. And to learn more, go to wealthbuilders.org forward slash events. So Bill, thanks again for being a part of this today and for being part of our conference.
2: My pleasure.
1: And thanks all of you. And uh, God bless you and make it a great rest of the day.
0: We hope you learned something of lasting value today from this Wealth Builders podcast. If you'd like any tools, teachings, or resources mentioned in the podcast, you'll find them online at wealthbuilders.org. Wealth Builders exists to teach you how to build wealth through applied biblical wisdom in your finances, your business, and your investments. Wealth Builders is a nonprofit organization. We depend on your donations to keep this podcast running. Please consider donating to us on wealthbuilders.org.